Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. A windy day with lots of noisy wind blowing, making massive noise. That gives me an opportunity to say anything because nobody can hear it. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or private previews available upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you can sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. Uh, summer has just ended, and the cool breeze of fall and the holiday season is upon us. It's time for holiday cheer family. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, a fun topic. Let's talk about smart people and stupid people. How does that sound? Smart stuff, dumb stuff. We might mention real estate a little bit. Uh, But Real estate and the holidays, family gatherings, uh, Christmas, and the new year is all affected by one enormous, ginormous topic of stupidity, which is the virus panic and massive historic hysteria. So there's one thing people just need to open uh, some history books. I've got one friend who I can't talk to him right now. I'm not really avoiding him, but um, it's uh, very annoying to watch someone else being hysterical. It's like I'm walking, I wanted to walk out, but someone didn't have a mask on, people were not close enough, go to the restaurant, people are sitting too close together, they're not six feet apart, everyone's mask is off. This person is a bit unusual and quirky, so uh, he's a bit worse. (laughs) He's a bit more hysterical than most people as it is. Uh, But one one problem with him is actually the older gentleman that he lives with who is usually very intelligent and uh, usually not very hysterical. In fact, uh, when I mentioned, reminded him at the beginning of the uh, situation that people should not be hugging each other probably, and he goes, oh, come on, and then insisted on hugging me. Uh, And then now he's just the opposite. So 
he was kind of a black and white person, all, all on or all off kind of person. And uh, that has its benefits and drawbacks. Um, so now he decided to um, panic. For one thing, he uh, listens only pretty much 100% to whatever the Democrat Party says. And it's the Democrat Party that is the party of virus hysteria. Because the Republicans are certainly more, at least more moderated. And uh, it's the Democrats that are using the virus as a political weapon. And they're using the panic as a political weapon. They're using the hysteria as a political weapon. And I need to remind everybody I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. So when I look at this stuff, it's looked at objectively. I always try to see all sides of the coin. And so when I say that it's the stupidest thing that society, the, the world, has done since World War II, that's objectively what it is. <laughs> There's no politics there. The only politics I have is the politics of freedom. And if there's a few Democrats who are saying, freedom, that means you're a racist. Freedom, that means that you're a bigot. That means you're pro-Trump. Well, no, freedom actually means that um, you and I can actually make our own decisions as an adult. That's freedom. Uh, people don't understand what that's. People don't understand what freedom of speech is. That's the... Number two, well, that's part of the... There's a whole big hysteria package of stupidity. And so the other piece, besides being hysterical about the virus itself and the overreaction, uh, the overreaction is a huge package of overreactions. And so... One of those overreactions ah, is the oppression of free speech. People don't know what freedom, people are losing sight of what freedom means because it's the opposite of lockdown. So when people go into hysteria and lockdown mode, freedom must be dispensed with. Uh, either pocketed or thrown in the trash and forgotten about. Well, America is supposed to be the country above all other countries, or one of the countries at least that values freedom pretty much above all else. It says that, the Founding Fathers said that, liberty, that's why we got the Liberty Bell, the Statue of Liberty and all that good stuff. I don't want to talk too long about this topic because preaching gets very low ratings. But I'm, at this point, I'm, the wind is not blowing very loud, but I am taking this opportunity to talk about whatever I want to talk about, whatever's on my mind, and not necessarily for ratings for this topic. And that's on the top of my mind because it's being thrust upon me. It's not, not because... Um, uh, 
of any other reason, um, being thrust upon me on many ways, on many levels. Cannot go into a restaurant or store, shopping, grocery store, or anything else without wearing a mask. Uh, that in itself, people may say, oh, well, what is uh, such a big deal to wear a mask? Well, the mask is one big deal because what you're putting on your face has a lot to do with freedom. If you're stamping a, a barcode on your forehead, tattooing your face, I mean, if it's not a big deal, why doesn't, why doesn't everyone just get face tattoos of whatever they want to say if putting something on your face is not a big deal? Putting something on your face is a big deal. Your face is how you're presenting yourself. When you're putting on a mask, you're presenting yourself as someone who is either panicking or um, a fool who is just uh, a sheep who's following the herd. Um, or to put it nicely, it's someone who's just going with the flow, which is probably the majority of people. But that's pretty closely related to the sheep who's following people. Now, it may seem like they are some people who believe in the deadliness of the virus. Those are people that are not picking up a history book and reading about the Black Plague of 1350 and other real extreme serious pandemics that killed one-third of the population of Europe, um, sometimes 30% to 75% of entire villages were killed. And uh, our current pandemic has nothing like that. It has never budged far away from zero. It's never budged far away from 0% of the population dying. So that's not a, that's not something to shut down the entire economy. And the entire economy is now shut down and a large number of stupid people voted for the guy who says he wants to shut it down even more and cause even more economic damage. But most people don't understand the economy, don't understand economics. Some people make it, maybe think it's, the economy is not even real because they're just one three hundred and fifty millionth of the economy. But it is real because there's voices that are not being heard. Uh, they're, they're being censored. There's no conspiracy. There's no lunacy required. All you got to do is look at both sides of the equation, both sides of the story, and you can see the censorship that's going on to where people uh, who are um, on the side of sanity are being censored by the people who are on the side of hysteria. So... Me being objective, independent, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican, I'm not voting for Biden, the guy who killed 500,000 people in unjust wars by voting for the Iraq war. I did not vote for Trump, who was a guy who was against the wars, but Trump is for other things that I would not vote for. And they, people have been hypnotized 
into believing, people believe the propaganda that there are two parties, there are two parties, you must vote for one or the other, or you are a bad person. You must vote for a Democrat or a Republican. You must vote for one or the other. Who, which one are you voting for? A or B, A or B, A or B, A or B. And that's, an, that's a flat out lie. It's an extremely insidious lie. So, if you can't look at, for instance, the, uh, the people that they call the, um, uh, what are they called, conspiracy theorists, that's the mainstream media. The mainstream media has their agenda. It's a liberal mainstream media agenda. And it's only a liberal mainstream media agenda, unless you're listening to Fox, which is a more moderate conservative agenda. Uh, mostly a Republican agenda. And none of the, so the biggest problem is none of them disclose that. They don't disclose it. And I've studied law, not nearly as much as an attorney, but more than the average real estate broker. And there's something called disclosure. And so that's what we're missing. We are getting censorship and propaganda, and we are missing the disclosures. CNN needs to say something to the effect. They need to disclose, oh, we're basically 90% Democrats, and 90% of what we do is basically doing what the Democrat politicians tell us to do. If they would disclose that, then they would be okay. They might even get more viewerships because then they would be honest and trusted. CNN has been losing trust and losing trust and losing trust, along with most mainstream media. And for young people, the most trusted media is no longer any of those people. For young people, the most trusted media is uh, YouTubers people who create content on, specifically for YouTube and for other social media. They are more trusted than CNN, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, and all the rest, and Fox. Eventually I'm going to be, talk about money and how to, uh, unless I forget, I'm going to talk about money. <laughs> So anyway, we're living in one of the stupidest of times, but humans are stupid. Humans are about 2% smarter than monkeys. Humans think that they are vastly smarter. They're not. Our brains are 98% the same as monkeys. Our intelligence, 98% the same as monkeys. You throw a person into a monkey forest, <laughs> that person's probably going to die the monkeys are going to survive and prosper and live happily ever after. The things that we think are so intelligent, those are just things we had the opportunity to learn 
and humans have uh, one physical ability which monkeys don't have, or a couple, a couple important ones that are, really have nothing to do with intelligence. One is they, uh, well, monkeys have opposable thumbs like humans. Most animals don't, so that's why monkeys are able to use tools quite a bit. But humans have um, a more sophisticated speaking ability that comes from physical physiology, not necessarily just uh, brain power. We have a voice box and tongue that are designed to emit more types of controlled speaking than monkeys. And then we have a brain, a part of our brain that's more developed for, for that as well, for speaking. So a lot of people do equate communication ability with intelligence, and there is a correlation there, I suppose. Uh, but it's, there's, other, there's lots, lots and lots and lots of forms of intelligence. Math. I think I wrote down about 20 of them. 20 different types of intelligence. So there's no, there's no IQ test, intelligence quotient test that tests for all of them. Intelligence quotient test tests for like mainly one, which is reasoning ability, but it, it really only a few certain types of reasoning abilities, like spatial reasoning and uh, English comprehension uh, type of logic. IQ does not test about 19 out of the 20 types of intelligence that I wrote down, which survival is one. Uh, emotional intelligence is another one. And there's just a whole bunch of them. Uh, physical intelligence, like being able to do intelligent things with your body, like winning a basketball game. That's not tested on IQ tests. So most intelligence is not tested on an IQ test. Therefore, they are very limited. They're good for, uh, pretty much good for school and college uh, type of aptitude. If you score high in an IQ test, it means you have the ability generally to do well in a um, in high school. Come, come. Certainly does not mean that you have the ability to, you know, do well in a game of golf or even a game of um, chess or go. Uh, or poker. Poker, go, chess. That's one specific kind of intelligence that is not tested very well in IQ tests, which is um, foresight and uh, planning and being able to put in your memory 
um, potential possibilities and outcomes. And a game like Go has so many potential possibilities and outcomes that uh, a human can only can only think about it. Very ti- extremely tiny, minute, microscopic amount of moves and counter moves. So let's get more into money. Um, t- I'm going to offer all of my real estate clients, which is clients who I've helped buy a home, buy or sell a home. Um, Right now is a good time to refinance. Uh, One mistake people are making is not having enough cash on hand for hard times. And when we have an economy that is likely to sink Uh, further and get worse in 2021 um, people are not really prepared for that most people are not prepared for that and so people need to have really a pile of cash and a pile of assets to be prepared for that and so what's going to happen is people who have purchased homes uh, their equity is going down They've already equities already gone down for homes in downtown Los Angeles and urban centers and big cities, the urban areas of big cities, while equity has gone up in suburban areas and West LA, parts of uh, West LA and parts of Northeast LA. Uh, a lot of the homes have continued to go up, but that's kind of ended now. And they're going to start losing equity now. And then once people start losing a certain amount of equity, and then they lose more equity, uh, they can no longer get cash out to pay bills and to pay off credit cards and to save money every month. So homeowners should put some thought right now into deciding if they uh, are going to need that equity. If, if the economy goes down, are they going to be ready or do they need to have some cash available while they can get it? Because next year they will be able to get less cash and interest rates will eventually be going up because the interest rates are unusually low. When something is unusually low, uh, interest rates is, is, is it's a type of bubble, it's a type of temporary artificial situation that, that is not able to stay that way forever. It could take uh, a month or a year or 10 years, but interest rates will go up probably closer to a year rather than 10 years (laughs) because it's creating uh, other pressures. The longer people don't realize, I I think even the Fed does not realize, the longer that rates stay artificially low, the more pressure is building up for something to explode or implode. Bond prices, uh, 
the a dollar collapse, um, hyperinflation. There's other things that can eventually uh, blow that will be really bad and create a perfect storm. And um, destroying the economy with the with the virus panic is a huge part of that. That's a waste of probably twenty trillion dollars. The virus panic is probably costing about twenty trillion dollars. It's probably improves things, some things, to the tune of about four trillion. So it's a net loss of about sixteen trillion dollars in my estimation, which is a little bit more than a one year's worth of total GDP, total output. <coughs> so all the work from like more than a year has been thrown thrown away. All the wealth creation and work, hard work that people have done, say for all of 2019, has been uh, thrown away. This is extremely stupid. Extremely stupid is an understatement. <laughs> to throw away that kind of uh, wealth. And so our chances of... Uh, the, the Federal Reserve has stated in clear, plain English that they will do unlimited quantitative easing uh, forever with no limit, which is an outrageous, radical policy that people are ignoring the most outrageous and radical things, especially if they are complicated, things that people don't understand, such as epidemiology and economics. The average person doesn't understand that, so they're able to literally get away with murder because once you waste that 16 trillion dollars and create uh, poverty and chaos the poor people poor and lower middle class or even middle middle class they get knocked down and pushed down and so now people are getting cancer. They're not getting treated for their cancer and all types of other ailments now. The, I mean, we could, you could have an entire show. You could have a five-hour-a-day show on all of the death, destruction, chaos, disorder, and destruction of people's lives uh, caused by the virus hysteria. Medical community has been devastated. A big, a big section of the entire American and world uh, medical and healthcare uh, industry has been severely damaged. Uh, and don't believe, don't take my word for it. People should be googling all this stuff. If I'm going to make a mistake, it's going to be a mistake on researching too much. 
into these things rather than researching not enough because I'm not spending my time playing video games, uh, watching movies, Netflix, and other stuff. I am putting my nose to the grindstone at least as much as I can with the amount of energy that I have at age 52, 53, however old I am. And when something is destroying a huge segment of the population, the number of just interviewing people who've lost their jobs and what they're having to go through, the divorces, uh, most of the stuff is being censored, by the way. Anything that runs counter to fomenting hysteria and panic gets censored. So I want to have people on just sharing their, their personal stories. It's kind of hard for Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to say... You are factually incorrect. Our fact checkers have checked. We have deleted your post and you will be blocked and permanently banned and deplatformed if you keep giving incorrect facts. They're all um, blocking dissenting opinions. They're also blocking dissenting facts. Uh, another way that people are generally stupid is a, a substantial portion of the population believes them when they say, when ABC says, we have the facts and other facts are incorrect. They are conspiracy theorists or they are incorrect because they're coming from President Trump or they are incorrect because they are racist, or they are incorrect because of blah, 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 blah. Anyone who says that their facts are correct and that other people's facts are incorrect, uh, that's a nut job thing to say. It's unprofessional to talk that way. It's absolutely, there's no journalism, there's no journalistic integrity and anything that says that their facts are correct and other facts are incorrect, the only way to journalistically say that is by simply listing your facts and comparing and contrasting them with the other facts. That is the only journalistic and intelligent way if you want to say your facts are right and someone else's facts are wrong, that there is a specific way of doing that. The wrong way of doing it is to say, oh, those facts are factually incorrect. That is the wrong way. The right way is, is to say, uh, they said that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Our figures here, 2 plus 2 equals 4. Because when you take 2 and you add 2 more, you get the number 4. That is the correct way of saying it. Just saying 2 plus 2 equals 5, something that simple, you could get away with saying that 
they're just flat out wrong. But that's not still not the right way. The right way is to say 2 plus 2 equals 4. And that way your facts have to stand up on their own and not just tear somebody else's, someone else down. Because 2 plus 2 does equal 5 in certain instances. So a journalist, journalism would, ha- uh, would have to find out why. They'd have to ask the question, why did they say 2 plus 2 equals 5? What is their side of the story? So all that type of journalism is not being done when it comes to the most important things, such as the lockdown and devastation of the economy and uh, important political choices with presidents. All that journalism has not been done. It has been, uh, it has gone away. And so that's partly because of the stupidity of the public partly because of the evil evilness of the media and social media, uh, the lack of ethics and the lack of integrity, and the lack of morals. It's the journalism is being omitted for the sake of political expediency and power and because mainstream media benefits financially. It's short-term and it's stupid, but they benefit financially from the hysteria and from fomenting hysteria. So... Speaking of money, let's get back to what we're offering uh, clients, home buyers and home sellers, as a real estate broker and uh, as a mortgage loan officer, mortgage loan originator. I'm focusing on helping people to have enough money. So they're going to be running out of money. And so I'm encouraging people to, uh, if, you know, pay off their bills, pay off their credit cards uh, now while they have equity. Uh, what, because what is often the smartest thing to do is to uh, take out money, home equity line of credit, or just a home equity loan to pay off these bills and these credit cards so that you're not paying interest, interest that grows, that's likely to grow. And also to make sure you have enough cash on hand to take advantage of huge opportunities to save money and to to make money. Uh, one thing people need, need to be reminded of is that their credit cards and car payments and a bunch of other stuff uh, has interest, and in that, uh, that interest is not tax deductible, but a home equity uh, loan is tax deductible. 
because it's considered a loan on the home for real estate. So that's tax deductible. So that's something for people to take advantage of while they can, while they have that equity. Because when that equity goes down, as it's going down, it's gone down uh, around $85,000 of equity gone on the average loft and condo in downtown Los Angeles. So once we start losing another 85000 we already have some people that are sad and screaming because they're upside down in their home purchase, their downtown loft purchase. None of my clients, none of my buyers, but the buyers that belong to other agents who who just hard, hard, would hard sell them. You've got to buy this. You gotta buy this now because the prices are gonna go up. In the meantime, the prices had already gone down. And I'm telling them the prices are going up, going up, going up because their agent was, did not even know the market. And most agents are not too good at economics. Agents, the top agents are good at sales, selling, personal skills. They're um, motivated, uh, outgoing extroverts. That's what makes a good real estate agent, a successful one. They're usually bright in a lot of areas, but they're usually not um, math geniuses. They're usually not economics, you know, great giants, intellectual giants of economics. I happen to have a, a very substantial, great background in economics. That's the only reason why I'm able to explain it to people and give projections and let people know. I let people know in advance that 2020 was going to be a challenge with, um, with dangers. I let people know more than a year ago of the economic dangers and, and, the, <laughs> and the contagions, uh, deadly contagions through respiratory secretions more than a year ago. And the reason is because of the research. That's how I know that the virus panic is more panic than virus. A lot, it's a lot more panic and hysteria and a lot less virus than what people think. Not only that, but if people do some research, they will find out that you and I and everyone else, we are a lot more virus than what we'd like to think. <laughs> we have more, far more virus particles, far more whole viruses, virions, than we have human cells. We also have a lot more bacteria cells than human cells. So we are virus creatures and we are bacteria creatures. And the third, number three, is that we are human creatures. <laughs> or I say non-viral, non-bacteria. That comes in third place. 
uh, doctors. Doctors cannot criticize doctors thoroughly. They will be fired, they will be censored, they will be chastised, ostracized. So it is up to normal people, educated people who do research, to research what the doctors and scientists have provided and to critique, criticize, sometimes condemn and compliment of what's going on that we're paying for as consumers and patients. And doctors, with all the studying they do, six years of medical school or whatever, they only have a tiny, teeny, tiny, minute, extremely small sliver of information regarding our bodies. And the information they have on viruses, they've compiled a lot, they've studied a lot, but when you look at how much that they have compared to what's out there, they have close to zero. Because viruses are doing so much more than what doctors... I mean, doctors have barely even started to study... They don't spend very much time on viruses and bacteria. They don't spend the bulk of their six years on viruses and bacteria. They do not have six years of training on viruses and bacteria. They're lucky if they have six days worth, six weeks of training on viruses and bacteria. Traditionally, they have gotten done very little studying of, virus, of viruses and bacteria. So to say that the average person cannot study and research and learn as much or more than the average doctor is incorrect. Especially now with the internet, people can research and get to be at, uh, smarter, more knowledgeable than any professional on any topic if they study more of it, of just what's on the internet. I just installed a browser, Tor browser, yesterday. I've been trying to make use of the dark web, and the part of the dark web that I'm interested in is, is the... Um, the good part, the productive part with information that can be used for good for business and um, so forth which is basically things that are not on the public internet so there's a tremendous amount of good useful stuff on the public internet, there's also a tremendous amount of illegal unlawful insidious, salacious um evil on the dark web, uh, dangerous, deadly, and uh, destructive stuff, viruses. If you want to get a virus on your computer, dark web is a great place to do that. If you want to find 
viruses uh, ready to use and infect and hack other people, the dark web is the place to do that as well. So all, uh, people who want to do evil unto others. But I suspect, based on what I know about good and evil, high and low, right and wrong, good and bad, there's a good chance that there's more powerful, positive stuff on the dark web than there is on the public internet. And there's pretty much a 100% chance that there's really great, extremely good stuff that on the dark web that is not on the internet because that's what the dark web is. It's stuff that is on the internet but not on the public internet. So that's what I'm going to try to find. Real estate, finance, financial uh, information. Because uh, also uncensored information. Things that the the wealthy people in control don't want us to know. The powerful information that empowers individuals, empowers people, empowers companies. Um, that the powers that be don't want us to have access to because it will cause us to compete with them and cause their power to be comparatively diminished. So, um, But every time, I, I don't want to put a tremendous amount of effort into that, into um, pioneering and exploring this stuff because I already spent too much time exploring the public internet. <laughs> there is only 24 hours in the day, so uh, it's a bit more complicated and time-consuming to figure out and find things on the dark web because they are, by nature, more hidden and less um, harder to find. They're harder to find. They're less easy to find. They're less uh, obvious. So it's something that takes even more time uh, to find good stuff on the dark web. But that's what I'm doing on my um, some of my spare time. I just spent I spent a little bit of time on that today. That's probably all we need to talk about. I'll let you know what I find on the dark web. What I want to find is things that are powerful and helpful to that I could use to help other people in real estate, help their finances. And I found some good stuff that was hard to find that I've been things I've I've got I've got stuff I've been working on for more than 20 years. Namely, uh, Entar coin, Entar and Entar coin, Entar real estate and Entar coin, the blockchain cryptocurrency. We're going to have, uh, we're working on the website slowly but surely, but that's a major project. Entar.com is just, there's just some temporary pages temporarily linked to the LA Loft blog, but Entar.com will have its own website. It's going to have its own temporary 
uh, website, but its own website. And then it's going to have its own permanent website as soon as it gets to where people seem they, when they want to use it. But for fun, the funnest thing, I've saved the best for last of this audio podcast. I told you I was going to talk about money and something, some exciting money talk. So what we're doing with NTAR Coin is uh, we're going to be cre- uh, launching a black box of mysterious financial power. It is not a magic money-making machine, but it is the next best thing to a magic money-making machine. It is an NTAR miner. It is based on the blockchain cryptocurrency uh, that has, is the most proven and most successful for more than 10 years. It is based on the cryptocurrency that went from worth $0 to today worth around $15,000 per unit. That's what NTAR coin is based on. In fact, it's just, it's duplicated and then we made some improvements to it. And so we want people to experience something similar in growth to go from something that costs close to zero and uh, to something that could be worth $15,000 when it was worth almost zero. That's That's the best investment ever in the history of mankind. This is another area where people are stupid because people don't take the time to learn these things. <laughs> and this has already revolutionized my finances and allowed me to, it's what has allowed me to survive the down periods that I had over the years doing real estate. Over the past 10 years, there would be times it's a, when you don't have a commission coming in. And this technology allowed me to generate millions of dollars worth of assets and tremendous amounts of cash to pay for bills to keep building the real estate business, which allowed me to do more than twice as much real estate as the average real estate agent. also allowed me to be a broker, not just a real estate agent, but a real estate broker and a mortgage loan originator, a loan officer, and to create our own blockchain cryptocurrency, which very few people have done. So we're actually going to help other people build their own cryptocurrencies as well. But in the meantime, I'm very excited about our black box, which we may call it uh, not a magic money-making machine. 
Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk made a flamethrower, and he called it, the official title was not a flamethrower, because flamethrowers are basically illegal weapons and very dangerous. So the flamethrower he made was just uh, in limited quantities, expensive enough to, to where, you know, kids are not buying them to burn down houses, but as collector's items really f for adults. And, uh, come, come, come. And called it not a flamethrower. Let's see what it's called. That's the official name. So I'm thinking of calling our device calling it not a magic money-making machine. Come, come. So I'm excited about this black box. I mean, it's fun to have a black box that, that basically does these, uh, runs our own software that we developed and our own hardware that we cobbled together the latest technology. It's one of the smallest computers. It's a, kind of the smallest and most powerful small computer. And then it's got the software that has the, um, the Antar coin software in it. You can look up Antar coin, E-N-T-A-R coin, Antar coin, and check it out. So that's what excites me is offering this mystery box that could potentially help people to solve their money worries and to literally make them rich because the blockchain cryptocurrency that this is based on has made more people rich than anything else over the past 10 years. Has created more wealth and more profit I don't know about more wealth and more total profit, but certainly the most profitable investment as far as increase in value for return on investment. And so the black box gives people that power for a very little money, and I want some people to have it for, for free. It's gonna be like basically $1,000. And we want people to be able to lease it for like well under $100 a month and uh, to have this not a magic money-making machine. I don't know if that's going to be the actual name, but that's what occurred to me today. Oh, now we hear our wind. You can probably hear the wind now. So, but we're all done talking, so... Thanks for joining me for this discussion about things that I don't want everyone to hear, things I don't want everyone to know, things that are for me, myself and I, and maybe just you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo, or house, or a private preview is available upon request. Call 213-880-9910. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for joining me for the special episode of the audio podcast. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye.